0: Hello my dwindling audience and welcome to another episode of Antiques and Grannies. This time Dave and I will be reviewing the 15-16 season in which Bobby Wilkinson led us to the Conference South and the 16-17 season which again was fantastic on the pitch but ended in disappointment off it. So let's get ready to step back in time. Kylie that's your cue. Right and Dave, so we're now on to the 2015-2016 season which would ultimately see us successful achieving the aim of reaching the Conference South. Um, let's start with a few hits or misses shall we? Yep. Because obviously Bobby refreshed his squad to try and make that final step. Um, Nat Jarvis, let's start with him.
1: I think he'd be a hit, scored uh, quite a few goals for us. and. A vital team player and an international as well. Yes, he was indeed. Yeah, he was kind of, was sort of a strange name team Antigua
0: and Barbuda, wasn't it? Or something Barbudian or something, yeah. yeah. Of, yeah. But you can't have too many internationals at our level. No, well, yeah, very, very few over the years, I should think. And he was an excellent striker, uh, led the line well, I think. And also,
1: um when we won promotion. He was one of the first ones to come over to the fans, and he was saying, "This is just as much for you as it is for anyone else." Yeah. So, always uh, held in high regard by me.
0: Yep. Um, next one, Reece Tyler. That's another hit. Great fullback. Took
1: over from Gary Horgan, who again was another great fullback right. for for Hungerford, and both you could have in your team of the decade, sort yep. of thing. Because obviously Hogs was there a lot longer but Tyler obviously sorry Hawks was a bit younger and uh, added a bit more going forward
0: sometimes and I, th- I think also with Rhys Tyler I-, I think attitude comes into it as well I, I think superb the way he was nearly always the last in from training um, last in before a match um, quite often the last to warm down after a match as well um, excellent sort of attitude to the game I think and probably worth saying as well, he stayed with the club until a job was done in yeah. the future season. He made sure Hungerford was safe from relegation before he moved on, which was his right to do. Yeah yeah, 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 no complaints. Uh, right, we're we'll the next two as a two for one, um, the Bossman brothers, because we may have got them as a two for one <laughs> deal, I think. If you take me, you take my brother.
1: Yeah. Um never really saw the best of them at Hungerford,
0: so they'd have to be misses in my book. I think Kelvin possibly dogged by injury a little bit, and I I kind of got the feeling that Bobby Wilkinson lost patience with him in the end, and I think once he was gone, um, well, there was no way Alan Bossman was going to I think stay.
1: I have seen them both play for Marlow, and I've seen them play some good games for Marlow. There was also one game, I think, I think it might have been kelvin who got sent off for fighting with one of his own teammates yeah so um yeah. yeah that doesn't bode well
0: but no okay and another name to throw at you mike jones mike jones the
1: legendary header of the the ball that got us up into the level we're at now yeah and then he's a he's a hit for me
0: oh well definitely and he's still with the club now isn't he as well yeah and
1: he can play in numerous positions um you probably have to ask mike what he feels is his best mm. position, as he sometimes
0: probably gets played out of position sometimes. Yeah. But team player. Yeah, and he went off to Chippenham for a while, but we'll forgive him that because he's come back. I think he is someone who definitely gets the culture at Hunkford.
1: And I think we'll also forgive him
0: because he's a cage fighter and he'll probably kick our asses oh, if yeah, we do well, yeah, Yes, def- definitely <laughs> forgive him uh, One other name, I think this player actually joined us during the season before, and I neglected to mention him before, Matt Collins
1: yeah ex-professional was that swansea i, th- yes, was, I think yeah. yeah um looked good on the ball maybe aged uh mm. caught up with him a little bit he might not have had the legs but yeah for that point of view obviously what you've done in the past you you think you'd be a hit everywhere but for hungerford probably a miss
0: i think i would probably go along with that i, I think by the time he left us and spud actually came back um, I think that Colin's legs had probably gone a little bit. Looked cultured on the ball, but um, yeah, didn't really quite have the energy that required um, come the end of his stay with us. So let's have a look at some of the games that season. Uh, let's actually start off with Bedworth away, where we actually arrived late because of traffic. We missed an early Reese Thailand. I go. think I'd been working as well that Saturday. Um, yeah, and we got to the ground and do you remember an incident in the car
1: park? <laughs> yeah, the, the steward pointed us to go one way and then said, no, not down there. And we thought, well, you're pointing us to go that way, you idiot. Yeah, um,
0: yeah and then when we pulled up, yeah. we'd already found out we were one nil up. Yeah, I, I thought for a moment we'd stumbled onto the set of a, a cheap 1970s British horror film where the, um, the inhabitants were all murderous imbeciles. But uh, fortunately for us, he was just an imbecile. Um, we managed to watch the game and was that one of our first experiences of an artificial pitch yes it was I, I believe it was Dave um, it seemed to be becoming more prevalent now don't they but that was definitely one of forward. the first ones yeah uh, right and then well it wasn't actually long after that we were at home to Bedworth a 5-1 win in the return and that Jarvis hat-trick and a debut goal for Garen Green. hit or miss oh, this is going to be
1: a tough one um, on his day, you'd, you'd say you hit, but did he have more off days than he had good days? He was an in and out player, so mm. struggle to
0: yeah. say hit
1: convincingly.
0: Well, I, I think on this occasion I will disagree with you and I, I will class Garen Creed as a, a hit. Uh, I, I really did rate him. Um, yeah, went off the board towards the end a little bit, but yeah, very, very good player in, in my eyes. Um, you played right? <laughs> in your in, eyes in terms of the league um, we were doing pretty well up until Christmas uh, probably just behind the leading pack and I think there were a couple of away wins which really convinced me that this was going to be the year when we were going to make it um, I'll see if you remember either of these results, a 3-2 win at Sire and Sester Nat Jarvis and Steph Brown in in the goals another good striker Steph Brown for us I I was just convinced that day because it was a tough game and I thought we fought really hard to get three points and I thought that's a game where in the previous season perhaps we wouldn't have had enough about us to win that sort of match
1: yeah I think we've got a fairly decent record at Sirencester and they were another sort of team that sort of looked down a little bit on us so it was always nice to get results
0: against teams like that and another away win, which really convinced me that we were going to do it this season, was a, a really good four-one away win at Biggleswade.
1: Yeah, was that where the the pitch? You were surprised it had passed the uh, pitching inspection. Yeah, it was a bit boggy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was a good good team performance from start yeah. to finish. That though. two
0: goals from Stephen, two goals from Reece Tyler and um, yeah that was different to Sarah and Seth. it wasn't so much a, a struggle but just the way we absolutely bossed that game and again it just made me think we're we're definitely on the right track this season and
1: going off track a bit for that one i think that was one of the games where they had the team sheets or they read the names out and they must have had about two or three mispronunciations of uh our <laughs> <Roosby>. <laughs> team.
0: yeah even <either> busby <laughs> or yeah yeah uh, between those two wins, we did, did actually have a narrow defeat at Dunstable where we suffered from one of the, the worst penalty decisions. Well, in terms of penalty not being given, I should say. Uh,
1: yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I
0: can. James Clark went round
1: Paul Bastock in yeah. goal, yeah. and Bastock tipped, um, tapped his leg, well, his ankle as he was going past, brought him down. We all heard
0: it. He was waiting for the penalty, but. Referee waved play on. Yeah, outrageous decision. It really was. There were a couple of Dunstable supporters in with us, I seem to remember, and, and even they couldn't believe it. They're but considering
1: uh, poor Bastock I think, was about 82 yeah. when that game was being played, uh, maybe it was a help the aged Dane he got away <laughs> with that one.
0: Um, in February, we lost two games within four days to Lemington and Hitchin. Now, who would have thought then that no? couple of months on and we've been playing both those sides again in the playoffs and beating them both. Lemington was
1: always a tricky game anyway. Mm. Um, but hitching if you've been to their ground everyone knows it's sort of like wooden stands mm. and terracing. Yeah. But again another tough team but they I think they used to have a couple of players I just didn't really like. I think it was the Donnellys or yeah, something like that. Brothers yeah the Donnelly brothers.
0: Also had a, a ginger head. McNamara, yeah, he, he, he's a good player, but um, no, I don't think he's. I think he got a ban for spitting at some point. I think. Um, anyway, our yeah, our form seemed to remain a bit patchy. We kind of got to hit together a bit towards the end of the season, though. I do remember a, a home win against Slough, a one-nil win, header from James Rusby, and I think I might be right in saying that's possibly the first time uh, I met uh, fellow supporter Stuart. Also known as reptal, I'm not sure we should... Uh... No, it's probably best not to go into that one. <laughs> no. no. And also he does tend to copy my, my passion sense a lot as well. Um, yeah, we, we had actually a, a strong finish to the season. We, we beat Merthyr, Slough and Frome and uh, that set up a last day encounter at Lemington. Both sides went into the game knowing that a draw would see us into the playoffs. Dave, what was the score? It <laughs> was a draw, probably a goalless draw. It was. <laughs> With
1: the ball being passed around in the centre circle for all you other fans of other clubs that wanted Kettering. to see a win. <laughs> either way, we just kept the ball at the centre
0: circle, sat down, had a cup of tea, then went home again. Yeah, well, I, I think it was Kettering who badly needed a, a result either way, and, and I think they are the ones who kind of smelled a rat. Um, so, we we have mentioned the Hitchin Plough semi-final before, so let's not dwell on that one, great night that it was. Let's think about that day when we hosted Leamington, 1,300 of ball lane yeah and how One we time. wished
1: I mean to be fair with Leamington they brought a few hundred along mm. with them and because the weather was wet for most yeah. of the game they automatically went up to the top end which was the Ron Terry stand at the time and they stayed there for the whole game yep. and uh, obviously we were kicking that way in the first half and we always stand behind the goal we're attacking mm. and we, we had to look around to see where the rest of our fans were and they were in the side stands and we thought well no sob that I mean yeah. we always stand there yeah yeah so well, I think there's about four or five of us went in there yeah. went into the corner of the stand and start, started singing yeah I think a few of their
0: female fans and older fans moved out of the way because they thought trouble was <laughs> uh, going yeah, on soon think, I think they thought we were there for trouble but yeah. uh, no I think yeah it was four of us I think um, led by yourself with uh, Windmill, Dan and me um, I wasn't too sure, to be honest. And, and it was a slightly strange sort of uh, atmosphere. And I do remember every time you tried to get our chart going, the Leamington fans insisted on drowning us out. Well,
1: that's what happens when you've got yeah. four against 300 well, um, yes. and you're
0: not going to win that one. But that's our spot, and that's where yeah. we stand. And, and of course, it was another comeback victory, just like the, uh, the semi final. We found ourselves behind. We're losing 1 0 at half time. What a turnaround!
1: Yeah. Goal by Stephen, yep. put us level, and then oh, was it over? Was it not? Yep. Jumpers for goalposts.
0: Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was definitely in. An, and fair there play there. to the um, the, the keeper. He, he didn't argue about it. One or two of their fans, I think, did, but he he didn't. Um, and he he was class actually in his um, kind of Tony Breeden. Yeah, no, he really acknowledged. Well done to Hungerford and wish us all the best, Uh, no fair fair play to him. Um, One memory I do have of that day actually is um, poor old Bob who uh, comes with me to games. I'm I'm pretty sure he missed both goals because the first goal he was still queued up to try and use the loo, obviously there were so many people there. And he came back and sat down again and then he he realised he had chewing gum on his trousers so I went to remove the chewing gum and missed the winning goal as well. But, um, um,
1: no, I mean, from that, I remember, obviously remember going on the pitch afterwards, oh, yes, and the champagne yeah. had already been cracked out. And I yeah. remember tapping Struds on the shoulder yeah. and saying, Come on, don't be shy with that. And yeah. then he handed it to me. Yeah. Silly
0: man. Well, yeah. he handing that to me. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I just remember Gary Preen um, again being a quiet lad. He was just kind of stood there on his own um just sort of watching everyone else celebrate and went over and congratulated him and i don't know if he's just kind of savoring it or I mean, when he it watched. could have been
1: taken yeah. in the moment or yeah. was yeah. he not one of the lads sort of thing was sort yeah. of a little bit out of the dressing room who knows but.
0: but great great celebrations obviously on the pitch and in the clubhouse afterwards i'm only sorry that work stopped me from going to the um, piss um, presentation evening that year but i'm sure you all had a good night at the donaldson valley i believe
1: well, maybe it's a bit of a blur to be honest
0: <laughs> i think you were probably doing the, were you doing the supporters presentations don't yeah
1: I've, I've done that a, a few times um i think the last time it was supposed to be paul stevens but yeah. unfortunately due to circumstances we won't go into he, he wasn't able to do it mm. so i had to step in yeah but um yeah, I've, I've done it a couple of times. It yeah. must be the kiss of death because uh, the two players I've handed the trophy to have been gone the next season,
0: <laughs> with Marvel being the last mm, one. Yeah. Well, that, that's the end of the 16 17 season. Uh, sorry, Dave, the 15 16 season. And of course, 16 17 would see us playing at a higher level, and we'll discuss that after the break. So Dave, on to 1617, which is our first season at the level we are still now, um, whether it, it's right to call it the Conference South or the National South. The um, yeah, National League South. Yeah, think certainly so. the, the highest level that hundred have ever played at, which is you no know, fantastic achievement by all concerned, especially Bobby Wilson and Nigel Warratt, let's you know, reiterate that. Um, so let's do one or two hits and misses again to begin with. There we go. Uh, a lone player to begin with. Uh, George Leg replaced Paul Strudley. Um, he was a hit.
1: Um, good penalty stopper. And probably got us a fair few points that
0: season with, with those sort of things and saves. He did did very well, didn't he? So well that he was actually recalled by Reading towards the end of the season. Uh, on a Friday night, I remember seeing him on the bench at Sheffield Wednesday. On the Saturday he was back at Pulpit Lane to cheer Hungford on. Yeah, he, he was a good lad and yeah, we, his parents were always there as well. Yeah, is, we've been lucky with lone goalkeepers, yeah, they've all yeah. nearly nearly all been yeah. really good. But would you in your opinion was Bobby Wilkinson correct to replace Paul Strudley at this level tough one
1: it is a tough one and you're not the manager so um, was great fans favourite mm. um, great shot stopper maybe he thought Leggy had the height to because it struts had been caught out a couple of times with the shots over his head but yeah
0: two in one game against Dunsport on a very windy day or anything. but very vocal on the pitch and good yeah.
1: motivator yeah, and yeah. travel travel you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah no, I, maybe he was a little bit quick to get rid of him mm.
0: but it's, it's worked out in the end yeah yeah yeah. Oh, it, it, is, it is hard to know isn't it I'm sure everyone's got their own opinion on whether it was the right time to, to let struts go but Brilliant, brilliant player for the club. And Jules Legg did very well for us as well. Definitely hits, I would say. Right, on to the next one. Uh, Nicholas Bignall.
1: Majority of the time, probably a miss, but really came into his own uh, towards the end of that season. and Knuckled down, got us the goal at East Thurrock, which obviously kept us up. Um, had scored a few vital goals maybe not as many as he would have liked to have got Um, so can you really classify him as a miss when he's kept us up with that one goal well yeah
0: it is a tricky one Um, I think under Bobby Wilkinson I would say he was a a miss partly because of injuries maybe but um, yeah, he stayed with the club after Bobby's departure, and um, did he turn it around enough to become a hit? Well, in, in my opinion, I'm going to say yes. That's yeah, fair enough. Okay. And then one more, Luke Williams. Uh, hit for us. He was only there for
1: a reasonably short time. Yeah. yeah. But I think he got a lot of votes
0: for the, the Player of the Year. He, he was fans' of the Player yeah. of the Year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why. So yeah, yeah, a, def, a definite hit. Um, yeah, definitely. I know, as far as Big Bob's concerned, he he went as far as to say Luke Williams is the best player he's seen at uh, Hunkford in his time as a, as a supporter.
1: It's, it's more of a shame now to see he have been playing for like all the yeah, in teams well, like that. Yeah,
0: I, I think actually just before he left us, he had a very it's a very bad injury at Oxford City in what turned out to be his last game for us, and I'm not sure he ever really actually got over that that injury it is a shame uh, for him as a player right let's go on to the season itself uh we started off with maximum points from the first two games and then for me we really hit the big time which was a visit by ebsleet really were in the land of the giants then uh do you remember anything about that game well a 1-1 draw If I'm honest, no. No, (laughs) I'll talk through this one. Um, This was Nicholas Pignall's first goal for the club. And like I say, it just felt to me like we'd now arrived. We we had a narrow win at East Thoreau the opening day, beat Oxford City um, in the midweek game, and then Epsley turned up with 400-odd supporters, I think, and an army of red. And I just thought, well, this is a different gravy now. We really are mixing it now. Uh, we followed that up with another win, away to Bishop Stortford. Yes,
1: so yeah, I, I do remember that, because I think yeah. I actually travelled down from Cambridge. I was up in Cambridge, Yeah. and I, I drove down on my own and met everyone else there. And uh, I think we won that one, was it 2-1? Or? Yeah, it was, yeah. And uh, I remember Harry made a beeline for me to jump on me after <laughs> the winning goal. <laughs> Uh, I'm still here <laughs>
0: yeah, I think Luke Williams came over to celebrate as well didn't he? I think yeah, he scored the winner
1: that might have been one of the first real times that they sort of came over mm. en masse yeah to share in the yeah, delight yeah, with the fans which yeah. we as fans love yeah yeah. It, 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 I remember
0: that game as well for that kind of reason it was a, it was a really nice trip midweek trip on the road oh, I
1: do remember though I
0: think on that trip down I think I had found a nail in my that. I was going to say you had higher so he did yeah. very well to get there yeah, yeah. um then we, we did then sort of suffer a few defeats um which is only to be expected at this higher level uh we, we all know we lost at dartford where a uh, dartford keeper manager scored a goal we've mentioned that in the previous yeah. episode the first time i felt we actually got out of class was when hampton and richmond visited pulpit lane us 3-1 do you remember their star striker who who later went on to league football
1: um, no you're going to have to enlighten me there Jamal again Lowe. oh yeah went, went to Portsmouth yeah didn't
0: Portsmouth he? then mm. on to Wigan I just thought Gabe Ardipen is a torrid time we just couldn't live with him
1: yeah I mean that's what got him a, well not yeah. just beating us but obviously but his performances earned him the, the move up yeah it's nice to see non-league players oh yeah we want players
0: to progress from our league don't we um, I'll, I'll also say that Turned out to be my hundredth league game supporting Huddersfield, and Bobby Wilkinson had become aware of this because I blow my own trumpet quite a lot, I guess, and um, he broke off during the warm-ups to come over and give me a, a nice box of beer, which is very much appreciated. The only thing is, it was actually balanced precariously on uh, the pram that Mrs Wilkinson was pushing around, and uh, I remember as the. Cr- box of beer was lifted off the back of the pram the pram tilted forward and spilt their young child onto the tarmac but didn't spill the beer no i i managed to rescue the beer and i, I strode away quite happily leaving mr and mrs wilkinson to tend to their injured child
1: i i on that sort of front I, I can't speak highly enough of Bobby and uh, mm. obviously his wife and, and the kids because when it was my birthday yeah. I had a phone call and they were all singing happy birthday down the phone oh, to me oh
0: fantastic yeah.
1: and also when I had a back problem mm-hmm. I think I must have mentioned it somehow on Twitter and uh, I got in on a Tuesday night or Thursday night at training
0: Yeah,
1: had to wait for Alan O'Brien to finish his uh, mm. season's pass in the changing room
0: yeah.
1: and then Stacey uh Showed me a few exercises on my yeah. back to help yeah. it on the way. You don't get yeah. that of many clubs. Oh, no, so that's
0: that's that's excellent, isn't it? No, Re- really good. Um, talking of Bobby Wilkinson, let's have a little word here about his recruitment policy this season. Because round about October November time, it did seem to take a slightly surreal sort of turn. And by that, I'm talking about sidings such as Nicky Shorey and James Harper, two Reading legends. Yeah, well, I remember them from my time at,
1: at Reading. Shorey, one of the best left backs Reading's ever had. Harper, hard working in midfield. So I saw him score in one of my last ever games watching Reading at Aston Villa in a 3-1 win, where I was actually sat in the Villa end, and it was 3-0. And then Harper got the one goal back, and I suddenly jumped up out of my seat. Went, yes, get in there! Like See, that, and all these Villa fans turned around and look at me and went, Oh, I had 3 1 on the bet.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, but what did you think when suddenly Nicky Shorey and James Harper were, were now Hungerford players? Well, I thought it was
1: great and great publicity. Mm. Um,
0: Shorey. I think he played about three games yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: he looked decent when he was out mm. there, and so he should do it at the level he's played at. Mm. Harper I think I think he played about 30 minutes for us (laughs) Well, 30 minutes they were Um, I I could be wrong but I think Harper said something out of
0: turn and that's Mm -hmm. why he didn't stay Mm -hmm. long at the club well yeah the one game he did um, start for us was at Maidenhead a 2-2 draw and um, I just kind of felt the game sort of passed him by really so it wasn't too But he was sort of
1: of making the step up up. again because he was Um, playing for Basingstoke so he didn't
0: come back up now one player who joined us around this time, who, well, I'm going to say it straight off, was a hit, and I'm sure you'll agree, announced himself really with a screamer at Concord, Louis Saw.
1: Yeah, um, Louis Shuffle, when he... Steps over the ball and bends the ball
0: in the top corner. Yeah, Yeah, no, definite hit. Yeah, scored a a good number of goals for us. Now, in the uh, run-up to Christmas, we were comfortable in the table, but we really did experience the extremes. We went from a 5-0 defeat at St Albans to a 6-0 win at Oxford City. Any memories of those two games?
1: Yeah, it's always nice to beat Oxford City as one of our more local rivals. I always think we could could have the beating of them, but um i think two or three times i think one time they would they outclassed us on the pitch for one half mm-hmm. more than any other teams ever done to us i think i remember the two two one
0: defeats i think yeah, yeah.
1: um very difficult to beat on their day yeah. but
0: obviously 6-0 wasn't yeah. their day <laughs> no but strangely with that game um, George Leg made an early penalty save and that kind of really changed the, the game could have been a game changing moment but was it the one where he actually brought the player down himself and could have got sent off or was that a different one well I, I can't quite remember to be honest but um, if that is the case he certainly righted the wrong yeah. and he, he actually saved three or four penalties in this time team. Didn't yeah
1: good, good penalty stop
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah second half it looked like we were going to score every time we went forward that was an amazing uh, performance in in the poor and rain and St Albans we don't normally get very good results at St Albans no, no I, I know Bobby after that he demanded a reaction from his players and I I think he got it I think we beat Welling during the week a few days after that I I believe Uh, into the new year and the recruitment policy seemed to take yet another direction this time it was to bring in diminutive prolific strikers for example Warren Bentley and Tom Meach
1: you're shaking your head Dave I am because it's always the one that got away, mm. Warren Bentley,
0: Yeah,
1: scored goals for fun wherever he played, especially at Winchester, mm. and it's a player that we have both seen on numerous occasions before Hungerford, and we thought, he's brilliant, we'd love to see him yeah, at Hungerford, yeah. announced his arrival with a great goal on his debut, mm. and then I, I think he was played out of position As a winger, sometimes, and that's not really his bag, though he did get a winner at Whitehawk. But he's a player that should have been
0: a massive, massive hit for us, but unfortunately, wasn't. Yeah, well, I I just wonder if he wasn't quite a Hungford type player when it came to it. But I guess both him and Tom Meacham, um, maybe this level was one level too high for him. I still think with Bentley, you, you give him the ball in the right areas, he mm. will score. Yeah. Tom Meachin, I just don't think it worked mm. out for him. No, and I guess sometimes it also shows it. You no know, one of the problems being a manager, do you go for someone who has scored lots of goals in the past and they're, they're carrying on banging them in for you? Or do you take a punt on a young Sue's showing promise who hasn't quite... Got, got to that level yet it's, you know, well, hopefully we'll find out this coming season as we've, yeah, got, we've got quite a few, few aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward, yeah looking forward to seeing them aren't we right um, yeah so we then had a run of home games against four of the bottom six all in a row we won them all and suddenly we we're in playoff contention but this is when we started to find there was an air not only of excitement but it seemed to be mixed with a bit of apprehension uh, heard rumours that people were a bit concerned if we didn't somehow manage to go up another level we just wouldn't be able to afford it um i remember going into the home game with dartford which we won 2-0 i went in with a couple of dartford supporters and even they said they'd heard rumors that we weren't going to be allowed to go into the playoffs and then two days later the news broke that we weren't because the uh number of seats under cover and things like that I mean we we won't go into all the politics and stuff it's water under bridge now why why upset ourselves but obviously it had an impact on the supporters and more importantly on the management and and players the end of the
1: season a damp squib after that yeah because Bobby always maintained he thought he could get us into that last playoff spot yeah so obviously relationships off the pitch had soured a bit Mm. the players found it hard to get up for that game and as supporters, you know, we all turned up at Hemel and Wildstone, Mm. um, seemed more out of duty than anything else because it was like what could have been and then obviously we didn't play very well
0: at Wildstone and we got Uh, tanked a bit. Well of course it wasn't just us was it, it was Paul as well who suffered the same fate because they actually finished uh, in the last playoff spot. And they'd already been told that they wouldn't be able to play. And then, yeah, that fate befell us as well. Well, I I think Paul's ground's worse than ours. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Hemel, Hempstead, um, it was, uh, well, the fire had gone from the the players, really. I remember Hemel on social media after saying, well, they were a poor team. How come they're so high up the league? Uh, Sorry, guys, missing the point here. Our season had been ripped apart. That's why we didn't perform that day. And then at Wheelstone, um, I remember Bobby Wilkinson threw young Callum Thomas in, in for his debut at left back. And I don't know, it, it, was a, it was a strange one. It was almost like, well, I might as well do this now. It was a and tough place to make a debut. Yeah, and he, he got, no, he got, got roasted a bit by the. Well, he Ringer. got hooked, in the after, after about an hour and felt, felt sorry for, for young Callum. Um, but also that day, even before me and Bob had got out of the car park we, we spotted Bobby Wilson getting on to the coach it wasn't even five o'clock you know, it, it, the, the season had gone um, it's just such a painful end to the season really Well unless uh, he didn't drive off with the coach, with the coach. <laughs> No, uh, but anyway I, I know that year um, you weren't able to attend the presentation I did and I ended up giving the of the Year award to, to Luke Williams, uh, richly deserved. And there was a lot of bluster. And he was gone the following season. He was, yeah. There, there's a lot of bluster by various members of management etc about how we're all stick together and come back stronger. And as a supporter, I've got to, I sat there and, and I just took it all with a bit of a pinch of salt because I just, it all just felt a little bit forced. But uh, we're coming to the end of this episode, Dave, because um, we're going to discuss Bobby's last few games in charge uh, in our next episode. Yeah. Um, but your, your overall thoughts on that first season at this level, we, we did fantastic. We did. We,
1: as always, we've punched above our weight and uh, mixed it with the big boys, and we were heading towards the top sort of ten finish. Whether or not we'd have been in the
0: playoffs, yeah. we never know, but... Did we have a chance of getting in there? Yes, we did. Yeah, just just a shame things ended the way they did. But, yep, we'll see where we went from there in our next episode. Thanks, Dave. No worries. See you soon.